You're listening to Black Humboldt's second season of Black Aesthetic. And we're celebrating our love for Black arts and culture within Humboldt County. K.M. Ross, popping shots, killing things, and making stuff. Hey, hey, it's your girl, Mo. Mom artist extraordinaire. Baby, baby. Hey, y'all, it's your favorite wiggler and giggler, the flowy healer, and fluffy unicorn, Livia. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, it's Tina, the songstress who helps the youth. Buh, 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 buh. This is Mo Harper Desir um, with the BH crew. Happy Juneteenth. Um, I am a arts educator and facilitator and I'm coming from Humboldt County right now. I'm Lexi. Um, I'm coming from Mass right now and I'm an all-around everything kind of person. I do a little bit of marketing, um, administrative work, and help out with Black Humboldt stuff. Hi. <laughs> I'm Miley. This is Erica. I'm Erica. Um, yeah, I'm Erica. I'm Miley's partner. Um, I live in Hayward, California. Uh, I visit her a lot, which is cool, and considering maybe moving down there at some point, so we'll see. But uh, yeah, personal trainer, athletic trainer, coach. That's my life. And then this one, so... <laughs> Yeah, I'm Miley. Uh, I'm an artist living in Humboldt and going to school. Awesome. Welcome. I want to preference just by saying that we wrapped up season two of our podcast, Black Aesthetic, and we had 12 amazing black and brown artists, all that we knew from Humboldt. Some of them weren't in Humboldt anymore, but uh, we had touch base with them because we we had crossed paths with them in Humboldt. And then uh, last year on Juneteenth, we were able to capture like just so many good conversations and turn them into podcasts so that we wanted to do the same thing this year. Um, so we're entitling this one Black Joy um, and Black Healing. And I really just wanted to hear from the community on different ways that We are able to find and achieve joy and maintain it for ourselves, what that looks like, what that feels like, etc. So we will just connect with our community through this conversation. And um, I want to kick it off by just saying, um, what are some things that bring you joy or help you maintain your joy when things get heavy? I think for me... It's um, when things are feeling heavy, I need to take like a day where I do like self-care, whether that's like going to get my nails done or um, taking a bath or just sitting outside and like disconnecting. That's what helps me. Yeah, I like I like the disconnect idea or like I often have these these thoughts where I'm like, oh, this is, like, selfish thinking, but then, you know, I reframe myself to be, like, nah, like, I should be responding to myself first. So sometimes I just, you know, just do whatever I want to do, right? Sometimes that's, like, not answering my phone all day. Sometimes that's, like, not eating anything healthy. Um, But, like, disconnecting from what, like, expectations people have and then just, like, fulfilling it for myself 
with my like actual wants and needs, it also like can feel really good. Yeah, I agree with that. I definitely um, binge on like unhealthy food when I need to like feel happy. I like go to McDonald's or Taco Bell and get my favorite thing and it definitely lifts my mood. Right, which I guess like someone might be like, don't do that. But I feel like as long as you're not doing it too too much or you're doing it instead of you know, combating what, what you're feeling, it can be really harmful. But I think that as long as you're listening to your needs and addressing kind of like the issues that are, that are affecting you, um, you know, it can create, can create healing. Um, I feel like so many times we're like made to be, feel guilty about like not having the best coping mechanisms or like not always choosing the healthiest option for ourselves, but sometimes that is the healthy option, you know? Yeah, I would also say I've really gotten into journaling lately, which I feel like is another way I've been, like, uplifting my mood when I feel down is just getting all my thoughts down on paper. Erica and I, we like to meditate sometimes at night. Um, That really helps us, like, get more settled. Um, and then practicing a lot of, uh, loving kindness type of techniques. So just like keeping our hearts and minds, you know, open and, um, accepting, um, and yeah, feeling safe within that. Yeah, I, um. I think journaling is really great. And I did this, um, there's a book, it's called The Artist's Journey or like The Artist Awakening, something along those lines, um, which I'll put it in the description of this audio, what it actually is, but I'm pretty sure it's The Artist's Journey. And um, one of the things, the whole book is about like getting back on your artist path, whether that be like just a hobby that you dropped or if you're like, a professional artist trying to get back in the swing of things but one of the first things they introduce is like a brain dump journal session so like when you first wake up in the morning you brain dump for two to five minutes and I you know I imagine it's like a great way to one remember your dreams which you know can be subconscious conversations with yourself but then also like get your anxieties out for the day like the things that are already flooding your mind and you like haven't even left bed yet. And a lot of it seems like babble, you know, but once you really like get into the practice of doing it every day, it's like really does become this like anti-anxiety, get ready for the day kind of medicinal practice, which writing in general is so good for your brain in like an academic standpoint point that it makes so much sense that it's really good for like anxiety or being overwhelmed. Yeah, I think I watched a TikTok where um, they were talking about the best time to journal like in the morning when you first wake up um, rather than at night. So I definitely tried to do that when I yeah, I know. There's so many there's so many things that I want to pick up for the morning, but I'm just not 
I'm like the laziest, like sluggish morning person. And I'm not really sure how you like change that pattern. Because even when I go to bed like early, I still am just like, I'll wake up early, but I'm not looking to like do things. But I'd always heard that's like, you know, 15 minutes of journaling, 15 minutes of meditation, 15 minutes of movement, excuse me, um, will really like change your day and just your outlook on like the morning and stuff, which I guess everyone's different. But if I could do that, <laughs> I would feel, who knows how I would feel, but it would be, I would like to try. So maybe I'll get there at some point. Do you write any music, Mo? That might be a good like segue into writing, if, like in the mornings, maybe writing some type of music instead. Yeah, like creative writing instead of just guard, like like just thoughts and paper. Yeah, I um, I used to write music all the time and like put a lot of time into writing poetry and like raps and things like that. I guess it's just been one of those things that as you get older and you start to lose your hobbies, that was like one of the hobbies I lost, which, which is like sad to hear, but I also still really just enjoy music in general. So I'm happy at least that is something I've held on to and like listening to new albums. Like I know when we were, when I was younger, like the whole album and like going out and buying a CD was like something that doesn't necessarily exist anymore because we have like streaming platforms but I still thoroughly enjoy like listening to a full album and like you know having this like movie experience where you listen from front to back and you like meet this person or this artist and you like listen to their story in a way that that just comes with you know like an album if that makes sense yeah I agree I definitely try if it's an artist that I really like I'll listen to the whole album to like hear their story. But nowadays the music, like especially rap, they're not really telling a story. So it's really hard to listen to the whole album and not just like a couple of good songs on it. Yeah, I feel that. We it's like hip hop in general is so different. Like once upon a time that's all it did was tell stories. But um we were actually just uh talking about D Smoke. Uh, who he was like on so T.I. and Cardi B and Chance the Rapper had that like rap reality show where they had like these people compete to become for a record label or a record deal ultimately and he won that show and dropped an album that is absolutely one of these like story-esque movie albums and it's like he's so black he's so authentic he's a great MC um so I recommend listening to that, but that is like one of those feel good things. And, um, I think, I think him as an artist is like holding on to that feel good storytelling that we used to get from a lot of hip hop. I watched that show, the Cardi B and T.I. and Chance one, and he was by far my favorite on there. He's so good. And he's just so like authentic and amazing and like the I think it was the last episode they had to put together a music video his was the best like by far yeah I didn't finish it but we were watching it like as a family for a little bit and it was fun there was a sister on there that was like about to be the next Lauren Hill in my opinion they ended up getting voted off but they were 
And it was just so refreshing to see, like, this black queer MC who was, like, uh, you know, doing woke folk storytelling type hip hop. Because I especially feel like, you, you know, to be a femme identity in hip hop, you have to either be, like, super on the masculine side of things, like the brat or um, Missy Elliott, you know. Or, like, hypersexualized, And we very rarely get to see people, like, be in these middle grounds. Like, Lord Hill, you know, who was both sultry and sexy, but also, you know, had a dope flow and could compete with male MCs. Um, which, you know, I, I love all those identities. But the fact that, you know, females in hip-hop get two choices, it's kind of like, damn... I was just thinking uh, one thing about, you know, hip hop, rap music in general is just like the oral healing that can happen with that uh, or even just the auditory hearing uh, healing that can happen with that, whether you're listening to it or seeing. I just feel like, you know, it gets us in this practice of feeling like we have a voice or like our voice matters um, when we sing and when we're listening to things, it's like we're getting in, if we, especially if we listen to things that are positive or just reflective of our lives, you know, like we're looking um, we're looking at things in a, in a different perspective and I feel like that has some healing to it as well. Yes. I was just going to say, um, I feel like hip hop and music in general has been a healing practice for black and brown BIPOC communities for so long. It's like ingrained in our DNA, like indigenous folks were doing, you know, powwows and, music circles for so long to either praise their gods or to like celebrate a coming of age situation or like um bomba is like african drum and dance that made its way to the caribbean and it was a direct result of in this enslaved folks like looking for an outlet and a way that they could still celebrate their their identities um in you know in the spaces that were available to them because there weren't that many so I absolutely like I absolutely agree with that like audio like listening or talking as a point of healing um and I'm wondering what other kind of like external things do folks reach for when they are like looking to heal start healing or like close the gap my first answer is water um, for healing. Like I know it's an external source, but um, for, for me going to the wa any bodies of water, I always find a lot of healing there. Um, whether that's, you know, praying or being mindful or singing or I don't know, doing something while I'm there or just sitting and watching it, you know? Yeah, and like I noticed too, like just in the pandemic, how much I miss like, I I was never, like, huge on working out, but I liked going and, like, using my body and, like, going to dance classes and stuff. And just, I've noticed how much I, like, miss that space um, so much with everything being closed. And I think it had a lot to do with, like, the group activity as much as the movement. Because it's been a lot harder to, like, find myself going to do things Whereas if it was like so easy to go to the gym and like join a dance class or, you know, be motivated by other people using their bodies. Yeah, I think that 
I definitely do like either gym or like the dance classes that I used to go to in Humboldt. Those were like such like a healing kind of like let everything out type of thing. I like the dance classes better because it is group and working out is just so hard to get motivated for. Um, but I do miss that because of COVID. Even just learning a couple steps, Mo, I remember even like at your house, um, uh, see the couple of people at your house, like just learning a couple dance moves felt so freeing. Like, And that's exactly it. Like having the group of people and like doing something together like that. And then um, someone had brought up too that like you're, there's like a chakra in your hips, which I don't know which one it is, but. So a lot of the dance moves that like you find in like dance hall or like bachata, like Spanish dances are all like igniting that chakra and it's like, you know, flowing for your body. I have to speak, honestly, we're talking about healing, but there's, there's boundaries with healing, you know, like, um, I have a really bad hip and so I feel so disconnected from my Hawaiian culture because I can't do dances the way I used to do dances. And so that's something for me, I, I'm really trying to get myself physically healthy again so I can be more spiritually connected. Yeah, right. And something like that can be so hard, especially when you're taught how to heal yourself a certain way and then that doesn't become available to you anymore. Um, or same thing, like, I feel like so many people will find comfort in a certain family member and that comfort and the way they're able to connect with that person is like create so much healing for them. But then, you know, when we lose those people or we no longer have access to those people, it's like, how do you even begin to get up and like reframe who your safe people are or, you know, recreate how they make you feel that plays so much into your joy or um, your healing? I just was thinking, like, I, I always try to problem solve. And even though I have this injury, my biggest thing is, like, approach the world with a curious mind, you know? Like, we're not, I don't have any limitations, you know? Like, and I've been trying to use that for, for a lot of different practices, especially for people who have different beliefs than I do, um, to be able to be like, okay, I'm curious about this, and um, I'm still safe and comfortable and things like that. I, I agree. And like moving to Humboldt where there's more, there's obviously like indigenous stories and history everywhere, but how much that community honors it, I think is different. And so like I come from somewhere that is called the Mohawk Trail, but you do not see traces of indigenous culture still to this day. And so moving here was like, super eye-opening and I was able to learn like so many new traditions and practices and methods of healing and methods of um just like indigenous culture that I had no idea about that's like so beautiful and I'm like privileged to be able to see it I obviously wish it was even more than what we do see in Humboldt County like if we had if we had indigenous street art more of it or you know um more traces of those people available. I think that'd be great. But even what we what we do have has been new to me and really like powerful. It makes me think a lot about the cannabis farms that are going on there and, and indigenous populations who are kind of taking over some of those. I wonder if they can 
maybe make more headfront and their presence, you know, their face a little bit like more. I, I mean, it feels so hard to say, but like um, in those communities, like I know that, you know, there's a lot of CBD and cannabis shops around there. I would love to see things that are indigenous based or at least showcase where they got these specific farms from, you know, sourcing um, specifically, you know? Um, just in general, like a closing word of advice. Imagine someone who hasn't started their healing journey at all, um, has never thought about self-care or the way it, it affects their lives. There's, you know, things like that. Sometimes it can feel like the world is out to get you and like you're really small or all alone. And I would like to give my advice to just continue to stay curious right now. Um, and to put your attention towards savoring things, towards um, being able to give appreciation to things and noticing those really positive points of healing. Um, also knowing that people are gonna have um, different views than you and just to be able to, if those conversations can be very hard, to be able to um, hold yourself strong and um yeah give your your full attention like they're telling you a story you know i think that's the easiest way to handle people who are who challenge me is to allow them to tell me a story and to give my attention that way um my advice for like maintaining your joy and like having joy would be most importantly like putting yourself first because at the end of the day like yeah we're a big world with a bunch of people but you only have you to focus about so do what makes you feel comfortable focus on setting your boundaries being comfortable with what you're okay with and making sure that you're happy at the end of the day and finding those ways to make yourself happy yeah, I agree. I feel like we're all taught to be people pleasers, but at the end of the day, it can't be at an expense for yourself and that it's okay to just do what you feel like you need to do when you need to do it. Um, the people that truly support you and love you will continue to do so as long as you are not causing harm um, while taking care of yourself. Um, and anyone that hold it against you when you do want to, you know, put yourself first is not here for you. Like, you know, your community, your people are always going to want to see you shine, even if that means you canceled plans on a Friday night, last minute or something, you know. It's so hard for me to think about myself because I, I ultimately think about myself in negative ways a lot. So I'm always thinking about how I can challenge myself towards the world. Um, but it was really nice to hear you guys say that I need to be a little bit more internal and, um, you know, just remind myself of my boundaries and how I can um, make sure that I am content with myself at the end of the day. That's just such a hard thing for me to do. Word. Yeah, I would say it's probably one of the hardest things in the world. I've just started learning like what boundaries are and how to set them. And it's so difficult. But at the end of the day, like I'm the happiest that I've been. 
doing it so it's like hard to go through but so worth it in the end it's funny I keep seeing these things like on social media that are like how you think shadow work and healing goes and it's like this woman like in the sun like gallivanting and like being happy and then they're like how it actually goes and it's like someone like crying and you know having (laughs) having a hard time because it's true it's like you have to process a lot of emotions and a lot of past harm to even get to a point where you're ready to like listen to yourself fully and set boundaries and um you know journaling is a, we talked about journaling earlier and it's like that's that is a great tool but we also like forgot to mention like it does redisturb you know past trauma we've had or things that we've tucked away or you know things that happened to us when we were children that we kind of never got a chance to hear and truly feel that like that wasn't meant for us you know so also something I guess to remind folks that it's not an easy road to travel on um, but the rewards are worth it in the long run. I think you guys both stressed um, also a lot of things about community and just like you knowing who your safe people are like who makes you feel like you shine and like you're freaking awesome because you know we are and um, I, I always had a hard time figuring out who are my people and then I just look at my text messages and see like the people I've texted and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. These are my people. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, that was like the whole thing for black Humboldt creating ourselves was like, we need community because this, this, you know, Humboldt County is hard to navigate as a black and brown person. And one of the most important aspects of joy and having joy for me was having a safe space and like having reflections of myself. And then also, you know, for hard moments when we're looking and yearning for healing, it's like, who do I turn to if I don't even have a community, you know? I feel like, well, I'm not in Humboldt, but I feel like I have a community in Humboldt with our little, like, family over there, and I'm, like, so thankful for it because I was in New York living there, and I went through so many things of, like, trying to figure out who was my community and navigating all of that and it's so hard and difficult and at the end of the day the people who I do have in my life who I know are there I'm just so grateful and thankful to have them because New York was hard and I did not find my community there so so thankful for the people I do have now. I guess it's really good to know that Black Humboldt is always kind of here no matter where you go um, because I have found a community within y- y'all. Um, I feel like I can, you know, uh, talk about things that I usually don't talk about because I'm really scared to. Um, so it, I do feel, uh, a sense of peace just knowing that like, Hey, you know, we have the events going on. I want to say thank you to you both for contributing to this conversation. And I'm hoping that it helps all the people in our community like find themselves in their in their healing journeys, but then also, you know, at the end of those healing journeys or on the on the other side of them, um, immersed in their black joy and what that means for them. Thanks for listening to the Black Aesthetic, y'all. This was the BH Hub talking art, life and just existence in Humboldt County. 
Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast across all streaming platforms. If you want to get involved with The Hub or have questions or want to show us some love, you can hit us up at blackhumble at gmail.com. We're on all socials at blackhumble. That's B-L-A-C-K-H-U-M-B-O-L-T. And until next time, continue to walk in your Black excellence.